Avengers Spotlight! Welcome to Two True Freaks Back to the Bins Avengers Spotlight Avengers Disassembled Retrospective. I'm Paul Spatero, and that guy with the with the very white voice is Dr. Bill Robinson. Good morning, everybody. Bill Barry Robinson White. <laughs> I will I will tr- I will try to limit my sniffles. We we may we and may coffee. have a we may have a short one for you today because, as you can hear, Bill is slightly the, the weather is slightly over Bill, uh, and we're doing the next issue in Avengers Disassembled. If you hadn't picked up on that yet, uh, and it's a fairly quick read, so I don't know how long we're going to be, but we'll see. The uh, issue is number five hundred two, which has a release date of September twenty second, two thousand four and a cover date of November of 2004. Uh, It is titled Chaos, Part 3 of 4. And it is written by Brian Michael Bendis. It is penciled by David Finch. It is inked by Danny Mickey. uh, Colored by Frank D'Armada. Armada. Hello, Armada. Hello, Armada. Here I am at Campanada. Life is very... Entertaining. Oh, we once again you shouldn't have started that because I had an Alan Sherman record as a child, and I know all those songs. But anyway, only, I think that's the only one I know. But uh, oh God, there's so many good ones. We have two letterers again: uh, Albert Deshane and Richard Starkings. Not Ringo Starr, Richard Starkings, <laughs> uh, and edited by Tom Brevoort. And there is a list that is extremely long of the supporting characters in this one but only a few are significant as it goes along and we'll hit on that but the synopsis is that the reserve avengers have gathered in response to the avengers emergency call however nick fury is opposed to their presence justifying that they are contaminating the crime scene and demands that they disperse then suddenly he receives a call from the united nations who announce that they are discontinuing their relationship with the avengers Next thing anyone knows is a Kree attack, who apparently know that this is a crisis time for the Avengers. Hawkeye takes one for the team and dies, destroying the Kree mothership. Uh, Afterwards, all the Kree fighters disappear. Examination of the wreckage determines that this is not even metal. In the aftermath, Doctor Strange shows up, claiming that the magics are being abused. Captain America then realizes who the culprit is. And that's the whole synopsis for this particular that's story. It? That's it. I told you it was a short yeah, one. That's what I said last. I was like, what? So what? We'll, we'll see you all next time. Okay. So Moving on. I guess we'll start off with the cover. I do not like the cover. 
Uh, uh, hmm. it's, yeah, this. It's it's got the uh, it's got Hawkeye, Yellow Jacket, the Scarlet Witch, and uh, the Wasp, full sized Wasp with wings, uh, all standing kind of on the corner <laughs> of a. It looks like it's on the corner of a building roof, uh, with a skyscape skyscape behind them. Uh, and it's, you know, looking upwards at them, uh, very, very dark, a lot of, you know, it, it's a little muddy as far as I can tell. Uh, and then it's got green, you know, a green background with, I don't think it's clouds. I think it's billowing smoke behind them. Mm. Uh, Smog. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very, very, a very dark and dreary cover. Uh, and oh, and I should mention it says one of these Avengers will die. Interesting, hmm. Hawkeye is front and center on the picture. <laughs> I wonder. And since who you it already got be. the synopsis, yes, not not a no big fan surprise of here. I assume, I think it's a that Finch drew the cover as well. Let me just check on that. Uh, how many times? <clears throat> excuse yes, me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm Peter Brady. <clears throat> how many times? You know, does a does a book say, and someone will die, and they don't follow through. So at least there was truth in advertising here. I think usually when they say will, well, I think you know. I bet I could find exceptions oh, to the rule. I guarantee you, you can. But uh, you know, usually it's you know it'll be and it you know, such and such, blah, 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 and it could cost Spider-Man his life, you know, that kind of thing, but they don't, <laughs> yeah. you know, they don't actually say Spider-Man's going to die, but whenever they did one of those things where they'd say, uh, you know, one of these Avengers will die, or, you know, who will be the new Avengers, or, you know, anything like that, I, you know, usually my, my thing is to look at the cover and see if I could guess before I read the story. Right. And in one this of these instance, Avengers. In this instance, of, we're, we're in a situation where the Wasp is in critical condition in the hospital. So that probably, I don't remember, but that probably would have been my guess, is that you know, you're going to have a heart-wrenching scene where Hank is at her bedside and, and all of a sudden she flatlines. Beep! That would have been my guess, I think. One of these Avengers will get a parking ticket. No? no. Can you guess which? The one well, that drives? Let me see. The Wasp can fly, so she wouldn't have a car. <laughs> Hawkeye would, would, would shoot the it's cop Hawkeye. with an arrow. It's Hawkeye! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be Hawkeye. So the, uh, the story, as was the standard at this time, the, the first page is a previously on, which is... It is the worst day in Avengers history. The return of the believed dead Jack of Hearts ends in his ultimately, in his untimely self-detonation, taking half of Avengers Mansion and Scott Lang, aka Ant-Man, with him. Oops. Ooh, that's gonna leave a mark. Before the Avengers can react to this tragedy, longtime member the Vision crashes a Quinjet into the mansion, unleashing a small horde of unstoppable Ultron robots on the remaining members. A gruesome fight ensues that ends with the She-Hulk losing control of herself, hurting many members of the team, and going on a wild rampage. She-Hulk was enraged and ripped the Vision's lungs out. 
I'm thinking she's gonna have some hangover in the morning. She went. She, she lost control. Oh and my god! What did I do? Oh, vision all over. Across town, Iron Man is addressing the United Nations in his capacity as U.S. <laughs> Secretary of Defense when he finds himself inexplicably drunk and out of control. His vicious public display in front of a United World leaders, in front of the United World leaders, leaves him devastated and humiliated. Now, Tonight, you... Tony Stark will be played by Foster Brooks. I say we just kill the ambassador. I hope that uh, everybody knows who Foster Brooks is. <laughs> now the Avengers call has gone out. Code White, the highest level emergency. When Captain America and Hawkeye return to the mansion, they are met with a large gathering of one-time Avengers and Associates ready to help now interesting there Wait, oh it's just they have answered the call interestingly that, there's there's a misspelling code? in there where wait a minute when, it's at the end of that when it says associates it's a so it spells out the word associates oh. <laughs> and then it has a w at the end of it associates hmm. not a very good letterer now are we that looks like it's typed, actually. I don't believe yeah. it's, you know, that's, well, that's, of, that's sort, of, sort of sort of computer font. That's um, not a... Some, some flunky lost their job. Yeah, probably. Now, that code white, is that a code Willard White? <laughs> Baja! Baja? I don't have anything in Baja. I was thinking it was a, oh. it was a, uh, a strain of uh, Mountain Dew. Code white. Oh, yeah, I'm drinking that right now. Get through this. So the, oh. the op- opening page of the story has a uh, it's a two page spread, but it's got panels on it. But it does cross over into the two uh, pages. The first one is a large, the largest one, and it shows the the gathering of heroes with Captain America saying, "Why, why have you all come here?" Okay, I got a beef here. Go ahead, beef away. You know what? I didn't realize. One of my big beefs rose most recently with when they relaunched the X-Men, and I think I might have told you, was that they used reused uh, panel upon panel mm-hmm. in a certain part of the book. And the amount I paid for that book to have just dialogue balloons rearranged, that's the same scene from the, in the last issue. That's what I was thinking. I, I, I was looking at that and I was saying, I can't imagine David Fisher sat there and drew the same, you know, basically the same exact scene again. Uh, no, it's the and, same scene. And, and, and you know, I, I never caught it until now. And I didn't realize it started. I mean, you know what? You know what? I, it may have started earlier than that, but I only really took note of it, I guess, once the price of books went up so much. I mean... Yeah, it's a crowd shot. You don't. I, I mean, they could have redrawn something from a different angle, mm-hmm. but it's like, mm, yeah, okay, all right, all right. It's it's a minor quibble. No, you know what? I think it's it's a valid quibble. I I, I don't want to. You know, if if this had been on the previous page where they were, you know, doing the synopsis of the of the issue, yeah. I don't think that would have bothered me too much. But in this instance where, you know, they, they ha- they're presenting a new story, I, I think it's inappropriate to, uh, to to just use the same panel within the story. I don't like it. I don't like it one yeah, bit. Uh, 
you know, and it's one thing to show like a panel, like in a conversation where you show someone's face and you might go three or four little panels, you know, with the same view and you just change the dialogue that that I can let go. But that thing in that X-Men book to where there was wholesale pages that were exactly the same from a previous issue. And I was like, what the F? Yeah. yeah. I don't no, I don't I, disagree that, with you. It's, that it's lazy and they're charging too much for these books to to just turn them into partial reprints. And and you know yeah. it's this it 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 is a uh a varying standard because I, I was never bothered as I was growing up when they'd have you know, a full sized comic, but then they would have uh the story take up two thirds of it, and then they'd have a short reprint story at the end. Like that didn't really bother me much, but they used to charge twenty five cents for comics. You know, the, these books. What was the cover price on this? Let me look at this. Uh, Four dollars and twenty five cents. What? Me, that, that's that's unreal. That's unrealistic. It's un. You know, it's it's. Excuse me. No, no, no. no that's two eighty. Oh, two ninety nine. <laughs> I was like, no, no, there's no way this was that. There's not enough. I would have been outraged. <laughs> you would have ripped the tiny elephants. Caught this love The tiny elf, elves. I can't even get the words out. You would, but you would have hurt someone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, watch out! You're gonna hurt someone with that old Look. shotgun. Hey, what's Look. up, Doc? <laughs> I said, what? Up? Yeah, yeah. We're really concerned about this book, aren't we? No. <laughs> well, you know, we got to have fun. Uh, so Black Panther responds to Cap that, you know, what else would we do? We all were Avengers at one time. The Avengers are in trouble. The call went out. We answered. Reed Richards is doing that, that creepy thing where he stretches his neck to make his head come over yeah. <laughs> so that he could talk to people. And he's, uh, he's he's telling Nick Fury that they should be allowed to stay. And Nick Fury is saying, get the hell out of here. We want to stay, stay, stay. And then, uh, you know, Nick Fury said, we have no idea what went on here today. Uh, And until S.H.I.E.L.D. gets the proper field readings, what your people are doing right here now is illegal. Disperse. Well, he's saying that they could be affecting the... Okay, any one of you could be emitting toxins or radiations into the air that are corrupting the environment and uh environment affecting the atmosphere oh oh yeah oh now you're worried about that oh yeah you never worried about that before nick yeah okay why don't you go put your ass on the moon oh wait that'll come later that will absolutely come later ripping out the watcher's eyeball spoilers (laughs) oh wait i said that out of order my bad so uh then then you know uh Ms. Marvel comes over and says, is, is, is Scott Lang really dead? Cap makes sad face, says yes. Then he hugs her. And <laughs> when he's hugging her, it looks because she, she's got, you know, the, uh, the black outfit with the lightning bolt in the front and, mm-hmm. the, you know, the extreme uh, tights. Uh, and it, it almost looks <laughs> like, like he's hugging her and, and looking down at her butt <laughs> as he's hugging her. Yeah. Where does Sash go? Mm. Sat- Satchamo? What? No, usually That's she Louis has Armstrong. The, yeah, but usually she's got her. She she usually has a red sash. You can see it in the up on top of the previous panel. I I know nitpicky nitpicky. No, you know what? I don't sash. I don't see the red sash. Oh yeah, yeah no, when, I do see I do see it. Uh, 
Yeah, that's, usually it's pretty prominent. It's not like it's a tiny little like neckerchief. It's got to be under Cap's, under Cap's hand where he's capping a feel. It's by Little Cap. So then, uh... yeah, that <laughs> sad Cap face. <laughs> All you need is a tear running down his eye while he's looking at pollution on the side of the road. So then, then they say, you know, sad news. CNN has the story, and they're going live with it. Uh, Nick Fury starts cursing, and then we get. Uh, the universe have their own. Uh, guess they didn't have. They actually used CNN. Like that's what well, it says. What would they have used in the past? They should. They should have used ENN. <laughs> The Expositional News Network, which I believe is uh, Mike, Mike Bailey's term. Right, right. Or I, I can swear I remember like FNN or something like that, or you know, or PNN, Phony News Network. I don't know. Hmm. Ah, yes. yes. So now oh, we, oh. The, ne- the next page is like there's a couple of little pictures and there's like all dialogue. It's, it's insane. Oh yeah, it's like let's and they sh- and you know and this page bothered me too. I was like, uh, well, I, they do have a lot to say here, but then I'm thinking back to you know the older Avengers books and it's like you worked all that di- <clears throat> you you worked all all that dialogue into um y- you know you basically cut out about a quarter of the page and it's just white white backgrounds. I mean, you did put the. Uh, you know what? I guess I can slightly let it go if you want to showcase the art. You know, you would have the. So that I don't know. It's it it bugged me. Well, it's a Brian uh, Michael Bendis book. They want to showcase the dialogue. <laughs> yeah. We know. <laughs> we always know that. Yeah. And you know, this is where they find out that the UN is cutting ties with them. Hawkeye's making angry face, then Falcon makes angry ah. face, then, then Nick Fury makes angry face. Uh, before that, Dum Dum Duggan makes uh, makes kind of just frumpy face. Dum Dum Duggan is a curious cat. Oh, wait, no, sorry. That's I, was, a, I, was, um, I was bothered when they turned uh, Duggan into a uh, LMD. Spoiler! Well, that, that's... What twenty years later? Uh, <laughs> was that in was that an original sin as well, or was that in something else? Uh, I think it may be an original sin. Hmm. So, Man, that sucks. To, that sucks to find out you're a robot. I always I always liked the character. I really enjoyed when they uh, when when they had him in the Captain America movie with uh, what's it, Neil I can't Neil Patrick. No, I was no Neil not Patrick Neil Patrick Harris. Harris. Um, <laughs> that, that would have been a Neil McDonough. Neil McDonough playing him. Yes. Uh, Neil Neil McDonough usually plays a villain in just about everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. But he but he he really had the look for uh, for Duggan in, in that movie. And uh, the other thing I can think of is in uh, Star Trek: First Contact, he plays uh, the helmsman who goes out Ensign with them. Ensign Hawk. Yeah, Ensign Hawk. Ensign Hawk. Yeah. Yeah, but he becomes a Borg. Yes. He gets Borgified. Uh, he also played in a mini series involving the Wizard of Oz. I cannot remember the name. I want to say Zoe Dachanel was Dorothy. 
Was that uh, Oz the Powerful or something like that? No, it had a... Was it Tin Man? That's a a song by America. What? Really? (laughs) You never heard the song Tin Man by America? No, I don't think I have. The only thing I remember of, of America is I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. Okay, well, this, this is your homework assignment. Go find oh. find the song Tin Man by uh, Oz Never Did Do Nothing for the Tin Man. Or Give Nothing oh, for the Tin Man. Oh, that one. That he didn't, didn't already I, have. Oh, that's not the name of the song. Yes, it is. Is it? Yes, Oh, it well, is. you know what? I never knew that. Yes, I have. Okay, then I have heard that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would be surprised that anybody... Anywhere near our age group hasn't heard it. He may not like it, <laughs> you know, I can, but uh, oh, I, I liked America. I mean, you know. Mm. Well, some people like it, some people don't. I'm sure. But I uh, like all kinds of. <clears throat> I like all. I like all kinds of music. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm, I I wasn't saying you shouldn't like it. I'm saying <laughs> I'm not here dictating whether or not you should like it. That's up to you and your own tastes. I happen to like it. And we're back to we're back to uh, John, Not talking John Candy in, in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh. <laughs> I like me, and my wife likes me. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, then we have the uh, sudden appearance of the Cree ship, and uh, you know they they uh, that's they, a very, they're all yeah. seeing it and reacting to it. And Hawkeye says, uh, "I need to go get some more arrows." And boy, does he! Now that's that's actually a pretty cool shot. I, I have to. I think that page is effective. It's it's a two page spread with you know basically you you see uh, Falcon and Duggan and Captain America and Nick Fury and someone else's chin uh, all looking up at the sky and it's 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 fairly simplistic. There's the billowing smoke and then there's the giant craft coming through it. Uh, and then we have three small panels showing the reactions of the people who are just, you know, kind of amazed by it uh, and know that there's a threat here. And, and the coloring is, you know, a deep red. So it, it is very ominous looking. Yeah, and maybe we, that's the maybe that's the crimson chin. <laughs> no. Maybe. What was the crimson chin's uh, sidekick? Oh, I don't yeah. recall myself. You I, got I, I, I hate asking trivia questions that I don't know the answer to, but there you go. Anybody uh, doesn't know who the Crimson Chin is, it's from Timmy Turner, Fairly Odd Parents. So, you know, in an, effort, in an effort to make this book as uh, quick of a read as possible, we follow that up with another two-page spread, once again showing the heroes <laughs> looking up at the sky, but now we see... I, I guess what well, it is, back, a mothership and then a lot of those same ships that we just saw. Well, back to the previous page, though. Oh, wait. I, okay, now I get it because I just went back and forth between the pages. At first, it looks very strange. I thought that, like, on the, on the previous page, I didn't realize that that was, like, one craft. And I kind of took that as it – no, okay, all right. I took that as, like, the beginning of it appearing – and see, but it's actually, it's flying like through the smoke. I I see now that it cut through the smoke. That's kind of like you know, like in a movie where a helicopter will fly through smoke and turn it up as you know, swoosh it up in certain ways. Right. This is 
this is just a Creed craft. Oh, okay, yes. Oh, yeah, this is kind of cinematic because then we cut to all the ships in the air. It's cinematic, but once again, yes. it's, it's, you know, two double-page spreads. Yeah. You know, in, in consecutive fashion. So I, I feel like that's a little... Uh, a, a little flippant with my my comic book dollars. Mm. I don't know. I don't know that it needed to be two double page. Uh, you know, splash pages, yes. Double page, it's effective, but it feels like it's just a lot of money for what you're getting. Yeah. Hmm. You know. Sorry, I, I was just taking note of the Kree ship design. It reminds me of some things from um, the 70s anime Star Blazers. Okay. Some of the design. And yeah. Anybody wants to hear more about Star Blazers, you can go to Bill and Gene's now defunct podcast, Anime Freaks. And, uh, hey, we, we got busy. Things got in the way. It was locusts. I did. I did guest on one particular episode, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's certainly worth listening to for that reason alone. <laughs> uh, right. So now we <laughs> go to now the the ships start uh, raining fire on the uh, heroes. Rain now, hell upon them. Are they are they at- attacking the heroes or are they attacking the city at large? Is this going on all over or just where they are? Nah, I think it's just where they are. So what uh, – one, one song popped in my head. I was thinking, what what song should you play during this montage of the heroes uh, fighting the Kree? I was thinking, you know, what song is it you want to hear? And actually, I think Freebird. I can't hear you. What song is it you want to hear? I heard it then. (laughs) For some reason. Uh, I need a hero popped into my head. Din, 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 din. That would fit. I need a hero. Fighting the creep. Okay, so yeah, they're they're raining down, and it, it's interesting because you know the next two pages, looking at them together, the top panel shows you know the the shots coming down, whereas the other panels show. Uh, you know, the reaction of the heroes, but it almost looks like the top panel on both should be consecutive and match each other, but they don't. Right, right. Okay. I, I think that's a lost opportunity. If you're going to do the book this way, then, you know, then then at least take advantage of the space because you're going to have two shots which are virtually showing the same type of thing. Why not just make them one bigger shot instead of, you know, instead of doing it the way they did it. All right. So the panel on the bottom left, man, I had a hard time trying to figure out who that person is shooting. I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Cap's looking it's, up. It's, and, it's the Golden Age Green Lantern, isn't it? That's what I thought. 
<laughs> I was like, what is Alan Scott doing in this book? I'm like, oh, wait, he's not. That's the first thing I thought. It's like, what? I, all I can. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's Quasar. That would be my guess. But I was like, he doesn't have a cape that big. Call out to Gene Hendricks. Is that Quasar? Because I can't possibly think. Or I was like, that's either Green Lantern or Magneto. But he doesn't show up yet. (laughs) He doesn't even show up in this book. I think. No, he does not show up in this book. No, actually, I think we're wrong. I think he does show up at the end. He shows up in this story. He doesn't show up in this book. Oh, yes, yes, sorry, sorry, yeah. He doesn't show up in this issue. So so we see, you know, over the course of this that, uh, you know, Quicksilver is running, then we have Cap using his shield to protect, then we have uh, Green Lantern shooting at the ships. Uh, Nick Fury's got a, you know, giant 90s ray gun in the early 2000s. He's shooting as well. But that's going to do anything. And then he sees that there's four shields. Yeah. Duh. They fly through space, Nick. And Ms. Ms. Marvel does some damage, uh, as does uh, Wonder Man and Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Stingray is just, uh, well, this is still on the the previous page. Stingray is like ducking down while, oh, actually, I wonder if it was uh, Wonder Man, I think, took a blast for Stingray. Did you notice that? Yeah, I think he did. It's like he's like I just, I just swim in the ocean, man. <laughs> you got a problem with guppies? I'm here, man. <laughs> I'm out. Find me a fish. I'm there. So, and we, uh, you know, the, the the Earthbound heroes are a little bit more limited ah. in what they could do. You know, you they show Spider Man; he's not really doing anything. Look, I think that's uh, that, I think that was Quasar because look, Quasar's at the bottom. That has to be because he's got the Nega bands. I was thinking Although, Mega Nega bands. Mega Nega? Uh, no, no, no. He doesn't have Nega bands. He has Quantum bands. Sorry, Gene. I know Gene just said Quantum bands. <laughs> Gene just turned off the podcast in disgust. Somewhere, Gene Hendricks turned and looked to the south. Curse you, Dr. Bill! So, uh, they show a Kree running from, uh, Spider-Man. And Captain America uses his shield to stop him and says, You mind telling me what this is about, soldier? (laughs) And, uh, he says, We've come to remove you from the history books of the great Kree culture. It was foretold by the supreme intelligence that this day and time, this day and time would come. This is the end of the Avengers, and the Kree have arrived to see it. So you will die by the hand of those you did, you betrayed, and then he just kind of fades away. Yeah, he just like dissolves, but and they all dissolve. Oof. No, no, but they also it looks or, like there's transporter beams bringing. Yeah. I think he was beamed away, and then there's transporter beams that are bringing more soldiers to the ground, which I think I I, I am far from a military strategist, but I think that would be kind of how you would do it. You know, you'd have your initial attack to weaken things and then you'd send in the ground troops. Uh, Yeah. Depending on your tactic. Well, I am not a military, military strategist at all. 
Well, I've played many of video games, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they come in. So now, now the street-level people can actually get involved in the battle. And mm-hmm. Hawkeye says, now it's time to end this. And he's got three arrows in his hand. And you can see he he must have gone back and got more arrows. Remember earlier he said, I got to get more arrows? Because behind him, he's got, <laughs> he's got like, it looks like four quills, worth, uh, four uh, quivers worth of arrows on his back. And he's mm-hmm. just pulling them out and shooting them away like crazy. Uh and there's there's some good action sequences there. I got to give Finch some credit for for showing Hawkeye, yeah. uh, yep. you know, in battle well. And he ends up grabbing onto one of the. Uh... Well, hold on though. You well, just talked about being, Does he grab or is he being grabbed? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to that, so Nick Fury should know something about tactics. And he says that something's not right because he says there's no reason for a ground assault because they have the technology to just wipe them out from above. So that kind of tactics wise is, you know, he's kind of like, no, something's not right here. They, they shouldn't. So that would imply something's more about revenge. All right. So anyway, so you're talking about, you know, he he grabs on and he grabs the guy's like jetpack button with with uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Now, now this is this is kind of a famous sequence because I remember hearing people comment because he's yelling. He yells not like he says not like this. Then he yells not like this. And then he says like this. Yeah, because he's because he knows what's in his quiver. This is the way I interpret it. His quiver's on fire. He's got all those those weird arrows in there. You know, he's got the trick arrows that he knows. Now, why wouldn't you just take the damn quiver off? But maybe because he's got so many of them on, he can't get them off. He won't be able to get get, get them off in time. But if you got enough time to run over, you know, to look at Cap, run over, grab a Kree soldier, hit the button on his jetpack and fly up and blow up one of the ships, maybe you had enough time to take the damn quiver off, Clint. But but it's much more dramatic for him because, you see, he grabs the guy, puts his arm around him, grabs the button because, remember, the Kree would uh, the Kree were wearing gloves. So that's definitely his hand on the button activates the jetpack, flies up and explodes the mothership by flying into the engine compartment where you see he flies into the engine intake mm-hmm. and then kaboom. Yeah, that's a big explosion and it's. Bye bye Hawkeye for now. <laughs> Spoilers, he comes back. And that's more stuff rained to the ground and causing mass destruction. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. And, now, who, oh, and then Cap yells, Avengers assemble after being shocked. They take it to the Cree, and <laughs> the Cree are sucked out and they're gone. And then uh, what do we got here? That there's the helicarrier. Uh, they find no readings that they can see at that point. Ben is looking to uh, to clobber somebody. Now, who is that? Is that Rick Jones? Bush? I I don't know. I've been trying to figure that out because it's because yeah, Reed is holding Ben back. There's a guy standing there. He says, "The hell is this?" The hell is this? What the hell are you? It seems like I don't know what that is. It ain't metal. Maybe it is Rick Jones. 
But why is he, you know, Rick Jones is, in theory, a rock star. (laughs) Literally. Why is he examining the metal? It makes no sense whatsoever. He's an Avenger, man. And then in comes the astral form of Doctor Strange. Sorry, I couldn't get here sooner. Oops! (laughs) This is, uh, but I thought I would, by now you would understand the true nature of these attacks. The magics are being abused. And Cap looks at him and says, Oh no. He turns, this is the end of, uh, this is the end of an episode of Quantum Leap. (laughs) Oh boy. And that's to be continued. So, it's interesting. I don't know. Uh, It's too quick of a read, uh, but that's such a common criticism. I don't even want to lean on that too heavily. Uh, The artwork is very... I don't know. It seems inconsistent to me. Again, it's, it's similar to what we talked about in the past. I like some of the action sequences. I feel like it's too quick to go to the poster image. Um, the coloring is so dark and dreary that it's just a depressing read to some extent. Well, I can, I can, I can forgive the darkness and the dreariness because of the topic. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't like Finch's faces. I just don't. I, it's, it's hit and miss with me. Sometimes they're, they're okay, but. Yeah, this one. I think in the first issue we did of this, it, it was it it was all right, and in the second one, it was god awful. Some of them were just not. They didn't even look human. But here it's like half and half. There's it's it's it came back a little bit, but it's still sometimes a little off. Oh, it's off. <laughs> oh, it's off. <laughs> so I guess. I, like I, I already said, I didn't care for the cover. Uh, I don't know. You know, I would have picked this up, or I did pick this up at the time because of completeness and because we were in the middle of a story. But I would not have picked this up just for the cover. Like, I, I wouldn't have seen this and said, oh, I have to have it. Yeah. So, I'm going to say the cover is... I'm, you know, it, it's fairly detailed. I don't really care for the angle. I don't really care for the coloring. I'm going to just give it a C. I I really don't care for it. Um, The interior art, like I said, there's a lot I like about it, but there's also a lot I don't care for. I'm going to say a B- minus on the interior art, because it is fairly detailed, and the action sequences are are well well rendered and well uh, choreographed. So I'm going to say a B- on the art. The story, uh, I'm a little, you know, I don't even know how I feel about the story. I think it progresses it well. I think it's interesting. It ends it on a decent cliffhanger. So I'm going to say just a solid B on the story, and I'll give the book overall a B minus. What what Hmm. say you, Dr. Bill? Well, while you were giving your review, no offense, I had to blow my nose, and it sounded like, uh, as Ben often says, I sound like a sad el- elephant when I blow my nose. <laughs> you know, I like or, that, Ben. <laughs> or <laughs> either that, or the uh, the alarm on a in Imperial Star Destroyer. 
Anyway. Ah. Uh, cover. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like. I like the characters. Like, I think they're drawn well. But I just. The cover is not as impressive. Most impressive. As some of the other ones have been. Um. I mean, I wouldn't mind owning the artwork if it was out there. Minus, you know what? Maybe it's just, it's just I maybe I would have rather seen less. Uh, like you're 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 gonna get the book name, but it, man, it takes up a lot of the cover space. Like it would have been nice to maybe see a little more art art because then the bottom is you know one of these Avengers will die. Like you've lost you've lost almost a third or you know or more of the cover image by the top and bottom stuff. It just seems like it's cramped. It's too squished. You know what I mean? Like mm. maybe, maybe drawn, maybe pulled back with this view, maybe not be so close on the characters, pull it back a little bit, like another 10, 20 feet. So, I mean, cause for God's sakes, Haw- Hawkeye's head is poking up above the disassembled and the Avengers disassembled. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't go ow. What the heck was that? <laughs> Somebody's got their ass on my head. Almost literally. Disassembled. So I will give, uh, unfortunately, I will give it a C as well. Uh, the interior art, um, you know, we had a rehash of a page from a previous issue, although it's shrunken down. At least they didn't do the whole page. That would have really ticked me off. Um, a little bit of inconsistencies with the heart, uh, with the art, but other times little nods that, you know, make it interesting. Like the ship going through the smoke, I think was nice. So I'm going to still give the art a B, uh, the story. Yeah, yeah. We went through this fast. I didn't realize I thought there was more in this issue, like more was going to happen, but it's still plugging along with, um, with the story, so that will get a B. So overall, a B minus. Okay. So that kind of covers uh, issue 502. This is a pretty short episode, but uh, I'm just going to pad it slightly right now by saying uh, you and I were talking last night on a non-podcast uh, level, and just for anybody listening, yes, we do speak to each other when we're not podcasting. Isn't that nice? Um, and uh, I was saying to you then that, you know, we've been slowly watching Moon Knight. Uh, mm. And as we record this, it is, uh, I believe, one week removed from the final episode coming out. Uh, and we are now through. We watched episodes four and five yesterday, my son and I. Oh, uh, so you have not seen six. We have not seen six yet. Okay. I found episodes one through four to be kind of a slog to get through, to be quote, totally honest with you. Uh, mm. I, d- I didn't find it all that enjoyable. I was watching it more as out of a sense of completeness than anything else. And uh, that's never the best way to do it. So uh, episode five seems to, you know, get a little bit more interesting to me. Uh, and I, I enjoyed watch you know, I enjoyed watching that one more so. But so far, eh, <laughs> is my thoughts. Now, as I say that, uh, just to take this a step further, yesterday or 
this weekend is the first weekend for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And uh, we will be going to see it this afternoon. So I will be putting more money in Marvel's pocket. And I know that's not everybody's favorite thing, but that will happen. Uh, but I'll, you know, at, at some point I will be reviewing that and we'll hear what I thought about it. But I'm hearing some not so great things, honestly. Oh, really? Oh. I haven't really looked at any reviews for it. I've I I already know what happens, and I because uh, I've read a couple of things and seen a few things, and kind of like, meh, okay. I have not, and I'm looking forward to just sitting it, sitting and watching it without having. Uh, well, I'm not going to spoil any of that for you, so. Okay, and as long as I avoid anything for the rest of today, I'll get I'll get to see it without a spoiler. Because I haven't really heard anything about it other than just the broad strokes of some people who liked it and some people who did not. <coughs> Excuse me. Hold on a second. Okay, much better. I had a big old lung cookie come up. Oh, it's good to know. <laughs> good times, good times. <laughs> Right, so. uh, I have uh, I do have to say uh, with Moon Knight uh, but Bill you, you're not pro Disney or you're not pro Marvel and I just again remember I was I had an issue with Disney and Marvel way before any of this other stuff that's happened so just shut up <laughs> <laughs> anyway alright so. um, no Moon Knight uh I've I've kind of enjoyed that I because I it, you know what to be honest with you I think it's because as far as I can tell it is separate from the Marvel universe it's its own thing and I kind of like that it's kind of refreshing I know that sounds crazy you know maybe I don't want to see something that's tied into everything anymore you know it was nice to see a story that can stand on its own is all I'm gonna say all right that's fair enough I can't argue with that because there's no blatant tie-ins to other Marvel properties that I can think of at all. So, uh, and I thought Ethan Hawke was probably the best thing of the episodes you've seen. His, uh, his portrayal. I thought he was rather ominous, uh, in his lack of emotion, I guess, or it's very strange, uh, to anybody who's, who's, who's seen it. Uh, Oscar Isaac, I thought, uh, I, I, I like him as an actor. I think he plays the dual roles, uh, in this well. All right. Uh, you yeah. know, to each their own. I'll see, you know, I did find episode five to be more, uh, enjoyable. So we'll see if, uh, I think you got to go through the first four episodes until you get to five, which if I remember correctly, that's the one that kind of explains the situation somewhat um uh, i think you're meant i don't know if that's the the writers the director's point um or the executive producers that to kind of leave you in the dark which can be annoying but sometimes getting to the discovery um uh, i don't know make sure make sure you you stick around there's an in credit scene at the end of the sixth episode Oh, okay. Because well, because if you miss that, you yeah <laughs> yeah you're 
okay, you got to watch that because I was like, much like this book, that's it. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch that. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. All right, so I guess that'll do it for uh, our uh, Avengers Spotlight episode uh, covering issue 502. Next time out, we will do 503. How exciting is that, huh? (sighs) (laughs) Well, if I remember... Go ahead. Go ahead. Wait, is it is it five oh three and then five oh four and then it's the finale? Right? Uh this is part three of four, so I'm thinking it's five oh three and then the finale. Oh, oh really? I'm not sure. Damn. I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting maybe I'm mashing this in my head with other books that follow with like uh House of M children's crusade maybe that's where i'm thinking things more in my head really next one's the last one okay yeah no but the finale does it still touches on it yeah we'll we'll see when we get there yes we will goodbye everybody bye Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Been reading anything fun and exciting? Mm, nope. Nope. <laughs>